0: It's about that time. You are about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet Podcast with Canna Queen and MJ. This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the hosts and their subsidiaries and guests. If you are not sure, don't worry. We'll tell you. Or you could just take a good look at our faces. They'll probably tell you what we're thinking. It's time to get this session started. Thanks for rolling up and showing up. Enjoy the show. Yay. Hey, everybody. Hey. hey. How's everybody doing today? Amazing. Look at, look at MJ on the beach right now in Hawaii. Jealous of MJ. Super right. jealous. What's up? What's up? Thanks for joining us. We have another sextacular show today.
1: Sextacular.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. You guys noticed that I just started the show right with our guest. I didn't even like, I'm not even like worrying about the Bringing them in later, none of that stuff. I was like, no, right now. So we have too late now. a special guest today. Keisha King is back to talk with us about uh, more sex. Yay, more Yay. sex. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my very, very good friend, Chan Durden, is here um, to also talk about sex. And we're also going to talk about being a doula. So I'm um, super excited for this show. We have so much good information to share and so much spicy information to share. <laughs> 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 so um, we're going to just go ahead and get started. I'm not even going to... Um, I'm not even going to, you know, worry about when you guys get here, you get here. Cause um, if you're missing out on this show, I don't even know what to say about it. Uh, I unfortunately missed on the Valentine's day show and I was watching the playback and I was y'all, I was talking to y'all. I was like, I was like, (laughs) "Did, did she just say juicy? And I was like, definitely. She just said, "Juicy." That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what, what exactly was juicy? Um, we were taught they. Well, I say we. We at the cannabis closet were um, talking about. Uh, they were talking about whether or not the myth is true about whether or not cannabis okay. dries you out. Okay. Makes you like, you know, a desert. And um, I'm gonna put in my two cents. Absolutely, the fuck not. <laughs> Listen, if I'm interested in you and you interested in me and we like vibing, ain't no desert happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I don't. I can
2: honestly say like, you know, even when you have dry mouth, you know, you know what, what cultivars, ha- you know, that happens with, or at least you're, you know, we're starting to realize, I know that I can document which ones I'm like, nope, I'm gonna have to have a bottle Yeah. yeah.
1: Drink, you know, drink, drink, yeah. I can't
2: hydrate. <laughs> Um, I can't say that what was going on here was the same as what was going on down there. You know, like, it's, and then once things get going, there's no, it shouldn't be a problem. And I think Keisha, you were, you know, kind of went into it. That's that could be a health problem. It's not necessarily because we're not in the mood. There could mm-hmm. be something fiz- physical going on. Mm. And so that's, yeah. You know. And
0: you would not believe how many people I talk to that never drink a glass of water. Or, like eat or eat vegetables. Or eat vegetables. You guys. Okay. Can I explain something to you guys? Hey, Kelly. Um, can I explain something to you guys? First of all, the water content in soda is not... First, it does nothing for you. It's displaced it by count. all of the... Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's displaced by all of the sugar and the carbohydrates and the fillers that are in there, like all of that water gets kind of displaced by that. Mm -hmm. So just because it's a liquid doesn't mean it's going to hydrate your body. Water is really, really important. And everybody's like, I don't like the taste of water. Um, First of all, don't drink that water. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? You don't like the taste of water?
1: It tastes like nothing. if, it, it's, if it's water. Right.
0: It's if it's right, it just refreshes your palate and moves right. on with its life like you will. <laughs> like, your body should be
1: like, ah, oh, thank you. That's what yes. happened.
0: But, but then you really have water from your tap in certain areas. In certain areas. Yeah. Make sure I always I, I, like even before I give it to my dog, you guys got good water around here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know. I got to know. So, drink water. Even if you have to add fruit to it, you know that could be a way to help you with the flavor. Don't drink water out of the tap in places like Flint, Michigan, who still don't have clean water. By the way, I just want to make mention of that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, drink drink water. Uh. So. I always drink water. Right. Um. So yeah. So when she said ju- she's like, uh, you know, she said juicy in reference to that. I lost it. I was like, I am so mad. I'm not there right now. <laughs> what is Canada queen mad about today? Cause she missed the February 14th show. That's what she's mad about today. <laughs> um, I actually do have something I'm mad about today. A couple of things that I'm mad about today. So I guess we'll, we'll start there. And then I also, I wanted to share a couple of facts that I found on the, on the internets too. Um, and, uh, and then answer some questions and such and, By all means, everybody contribute. I don't want to be the only one talking here. (laughs) But uh, what I'm mad about today, I'm still mad about uh, the fact that did you guys know that Joe Biden is handing out crack pipes and will not legalize cannabis? I am really mad about that, especially because Joe Biden and um, is it Kamala or Kamala? cuz i've heard it pronounced both ways but i don't want to disrespect her name but she is Carla. disrespecting my community by getting up on a stage talking about we're going to decriminalize and expunge and none of that has happened yet and y'all are handing out crack pipes that's disrespectful as fuck what is the point of handing out these crack pipes i don't know i don't understand so so it's it's like a it's like a like a what do you call it a <coughs> It's supposed to be a way to make sure that they're using at least clean materials. It's to not prosecute uh, drug users for having an addiction because we should not do that are we um, like
1: 30 years too late on that episode? Yeah, like, right. I'm like, like and then I as mean, they start that to begin with. For I, me, what's up, Canada
0: Mystic, I'm glad you caught that. us too. Um, and also for me, I feel like that it feeds into this narrative that was never true to begin with. And, and, and I can't stand it because where are those crack pipes going? We know where the fuck they're going, right? We know what right. communities they're going to end up in. And, um, right. They did needles back in the day. And I'm right. not opposed to like a clean program. I think all drugs should be legalized. I've said that before on this show. Right. I think uh, that all drugs should be legalized and regulated. And uh, there should be a, a, a safe space to, to utilize and also uh, uh, access to programs to uh, end addiction. And, and it should be like a, a social, but anyways, so, but uh, I have a real problem with two people getting up on a stage and, and pandering to an entire, an entire community about how they're going to uh, decriminalize and expunge. And then they turn around and they hand out these crack pipes, which fine. If if that's part of their thing where they want to have clean, uh, safe uh, tools to use, that's fine. I'm not going to be opposed to that. But what I am opposed to is that you're feeding into this narrative in these communities, that crack is, uh, you know, uh, like a stereotype. Like, like this is a, you know, and and it and it is in homeless communities, and it is in poor neighborhoods, and it is in black and brown communities. But I want to remind everybody, and you can think it's a conspiracy theory if you fucking want to, but the government introduced crack cocaine to those mm-hmm. communities. Yep. They did yep. that. And then they prosecuted poor people, black and brown people at higher rates than they did white people using the powder shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's in white communities. It's just called something different.
2: And it's, it's, it's dip- different yeah, right. Reason. It's handed out by a pharmacist. You know?
0: Yes, I am saying that meth and heroin should be legalized. Drug addiction is not a crime. Drug addiction is not a crime. And the reason I think that we should legalize drugs, we can, I think it's, uh, Portugal has done this. Yes, you can look at, you can look at, uh, places where this has been done. And what happens is, uh, they, they have, uh, resources available at this point, And they also are not spreading disease throughout these communities. Yeah. Um, and, uh, these resources are, are at their fingertips and free, For them to use so that they can get off of these drugs. And you start to see a decline in drug addiction when you have regulated programs like that. There's actual, there's actual evidence to show that. Um, so yes, I think all drugs should be legal. I think we should not be penalizing people for having addiction. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, uh, so, So, yeah. So I think it can be done. Uh, Definitely the the people running the program would have to, you know, really focus on the small, intricate details of that. We're talking about it in a in a large, basic way. But what I think is going to happen is and I I feel like it already is happening, is that this crack pipe thing is going to then feed into that narrative, that stereotype, and it fucking pisses me off. It really, really does, because it should have never been a stereotype to begin with. There are plenty of fucking coke heads that, get, that don't have their life together, but they have privilege. And so that's the difference. That's the fucking difference. They have the privilege to not go to jail for having an addiction and, and being ripped away from their families. And that's why that, you know, uh, the, the the whole uh, fa- fa- fatherless home narrative bullshit bullshit. You rip, you rip these fathers out of their, out of their homes. And let, I mean, we could, we could get into generational trauma too. That's, that's a whole thing too. Anyways, I'm on a diatribe about it, but point being that pisses me off that Joe Biden thinks it's a better idea to give out crack pipes than to decriminalize these drugs, create a regulated program for these drugs and expunge the records of nonviolent drug offenders. And also uh, I always caveat this when I say that part I mean, if their first offense that landed them in jail was uh, and and kept them in jail like they haven't been released from that first offense was a nonviolent drug offense. And while in jail, they had uh, some kind of criminal offense that they got extra charges for fuck you. They shouldn't have been there in the first fucking place. Yeah. If not for you arresting them and and ripping them from their families and their homes mm-hmm. for a non-violent addiction offense, okay, then they wouldn't have been there to co- commit a violent offense that you've charged them for. Fuck right.
1: off. Fuck, fuck all the way off.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So- right. And,
1: and when you really think about it, as far as like resources needed in black and brown communities and in low-income communities, i could tell you crack pipe isn't at the top of the list no i could tell i could tell you that it's yeah, access a to food penny. access to equitable health care access you. to to uh, affordable education access to affordable child uh child care Mm -hmm. Crack pipe ain't on the list. No. And let me address this comment, too. Um,
0: Why is Canna Queen Mad today is, like, really getting us into a different topic, but we're going to discuss it. I want to address this comment, too. Most people who smoke meth and heroin be killing people. First of all, that is a newsworthy statistic that is not true okay second of all when people are put in certain circumstances violence is sometimes the only option that they turn to and third they have an addiction problem to uh to a drug that alters their brain function completely we need to help them get off of these drugs i'm not advocating for you to go do meth and heroin people who don't do meth and heroin are not going to utilize a legal meth and heroin market they're not going to do that but people who are addicted to these drugs are then going to have clean, clean access to uh, tools and also resources to break their addiction. And that's why it works. Yeah, that's That's why it works. And we have to stop spreading these negative and false stereotypes that are fed to us by mainstream media. And people who want us to fight against each other because this person has an addiction. Do I want to hang out with people who are addicted to meth and heroin? No. And I'm not going to. I'm going to choose not to do that. But I also want them to have human treatment. I want them to have access to clean clean things to you know, their, their, their addiction right now is their necessity. So the least we could do is make sure that they have clean access and then it's a step-by-step process. It's, it's, it, it gets, you know, it turns into something else and there yeah. is evidence that this works. It, right. it, there yeah. is absolute evidence that this works. Yeah. There has so. to be understanding of why we have addictions, why we have,
2: yeah.
0: you know, why we get, I will tell you your first addiction, Why they go crazy. you're, Right. Mm -hmm. Your very first addiction, ladies and gentlemen, it isn't, it isn't marijuana. It isn't alcohol. It isn't whatever is in a needle that you're putting in your arm. It isn't Coke. It isn't crack. Your very first addiction is trauma. Trauma leads to self-medicating, which leads to drug addiction. Mm -hmm. Very true why is this person self-medicating? Mm-hmm. And when we talk about prescription medications, we also have to look at why are doctors prescribing high doses of these addictive drugs and not making sure that their patients are okay and not getting addicted there. That, that's, that's, a, that's a problem too. Um, so, so that's one of the reasons why I'm mad. Joe Biden sucks. Uh, <laughs> The other reason why I'm mad today is because also you know what I'm not I'm not I'm not canceling my service but I would love to teach a class on actual customer service and also cross training your employees to spectrum I really I really would 2 weeks ago as most of you know that watch us on regular I spent five hours in three days on the phone with Spectrum for uh, my for my modem. I had to replace my modem. Uh, and also they were charging us too much, bitches. And then I also was like, hey, can I you know, upgrade my phone? And they were like, yeah, you can. So then I was like, cool. Well, then they sent me the wrong phone, which they made me pay $50 to reshow when I didn't ask for that phone. The second phone they sent me wasn't the right phone either. I'm finally maybe getting the right phone this week. So I got back from my little vacay and uh, my phone still wasn't here. So I had to call them today. Ladies and gentlemen, I have spent three plus hours on the phone with spectrum today. I hate (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I hate y'all. So (laughs) Much, so very, very much, y'all. It was like it was crazy. I talked to five different people today on the spectrum line at least. Oh my god. And at one point I was talking to this woman in the beginning, and I thought, man, this is good. This is gonna be a good day. We're gonna get this handled. It's not gonna be a problem. And Mm -hmm. then she transferred me without telling me where I was going without telling the person she was transferring me to why I was coming there. Nobody knew why I was there. Then that girl transferred me to another person. I had to explain my situation to her, to him. He was like, that's not my department and transferred me to another person. (laughs) I was like, I will, I will murder all of you. And then the, the person who finally helped me with my phone, She goes, you're amazingly calm. (laughs) And I go, I've smoked two blunts during this conversation. (laughs) And then we started talking about uh, cannabis. And then uh, she told me about some things that were going on with her children. And then I told her about Aiden's Alliance, who will be a guest on our show on March 21st. And, um, they work, uh, with disabled children and to help them get resources. And it was a whole great conversation. And then when she transferred me to the next person that I had to talk to before I hung up, she got on the phone with that person and explained everything before I got over there. And I was like, yes, ma'am. That's That's how it's supposed to be. And that's what she said. And when I told her how much they charged me for the phone, cause she was charging me quite a bit more. I was like, wait, cause this what she, and she goes, that doesn't even cover the taxes. I don't even know why they would charge you that. You can go to our website and see that that's not what they're supposed to. I was like, okay, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, y'all got like three good employee. I was going to say five, three good employees <laughs> there. That's it.
3: <laughs> <Stop that. laughs> customer service is not what it used to
0: be anymore. <laughs> i i just yeah it sucks everywhere it's, except for chick-fil-a it, yeah <laughs> which is also problematic because of what they support like oh
2: yeah exactly i mean i know
0: I, I know bigotry tastes delicious but can y'all just not worry about what's going on in other people's (laughs) pants and sex lives and love lives it's none of your fucking business honestly uh it's real life man um yeah uh but they do have their customer service down to an art they will come out take your order and run it back and like that sir and ma'am chick-fil-a if we can take one thing away from Chick-fil-A besides their delicious chicken sandwiches, this is not a plug. They do not pay me. And I would not let them because fuck their politics. Uh, but their customer service now. I mean, I, from didn't Hitler create highways? I'm just saying sometimes there's good to be found in bad places. <laughs> Listen, when I first moved uh, here to
2: Colorado, I walked into, you know, a, there's not very many, there's only two Chick-fil-A's and they, they just happened to be in the area that I was living. And I walked in, I think I was, or maybe it was while I was still in Tampa, I don't remember. But anyway, I was sitting there waiting for my order and this girl did come in and she was like, she was like, I would like an application, please. And I'm like, sure, no problem. And she's like, I'm gay. Is that going to be an issue? And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the manager was like, you know, we uh, you know we don't discriminate. We you know that's maybe a company wide thing. But our our individual store, you know, we respect everybody and we you know we don't discriminate. And I was like, okay. She handled the question really well. The girl was definitely like looking to spoil for a fighter, you. know But she, yeah, you know, they were ready. like, yeah, and they were like, no, we will. You know, we'll totally give you all the opportunities that we would give you if you didn't tell us yeah well again. they
0: can't they can't legally discriminate against her that's why if they could right. legally discriminate against her though like let's just be real they'd be like get the fuck out <laughs> they would yes. i think that they would yeah but they can't do that legally um i was right yeah he created the highway hitler created a highway uh military highway system to be able to transport troops and troop carriers more efficiently And, you know, he's a real piece of shit, but there's the highway. Thanks, Hitler. Um, In the same respect, the the trail that
2: I hiked yesterday uh, was created by an ATV that took movie stars back and forth from the point A to point B because they didn't want to walk.
0: I can't stand it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, i can't stand the trail it. the trail was beautifully hot you made and uh and capable so <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice you know what i haven't i haven't done this whole time is lit my uh blunt i know i'm gonna i'm gonna hit the again so uh you guys know that we have show notes now so that we are more efficient and give you all of the information we want to bring you <laughs> So it's very, very helpful. Um, I want to do some uh, some notes on Black History. So if anybody wants to chime in on anything that they have, also, I would love to hear because I love learning about this stuff. Because they don't teach you this stuff in school. It's it's so fucking irritating that I'm learning this at f- almost almost 45. I'm not 45 yet. It's okay. my it, it's almost my season though. So I, I get so excited when I learn about this stuff because I'm like, why didn't I know this stuff, you know? It's a shame that they didn't teach us this stuff in school, though. It's a shame that, that you're saying, like, nobody was taught this. Like, at least no. in your community, you should have been taught about your own fucking history. Nah. No. They take it out of the... And they're sti-
1: uh, <clears throat> Our school systems <clears throat> are part of a much bigger system. Our teachers don't look like us. Our teachers aren't teaching us about us. So, you know, when, when, you know, sometimes it's brought up that, you know, we are people who lack knowing our history. It is because in every way, shape, and form, we've been cut off from our history. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's generational. Same with,
0: uh, with Native American history. You know, Native Americans were were taken from their families and put into boarding schools. Their hair was cut off, and they were refused to allow they, – they were not allowed to use their native language. And the mm-hmm. same same goes um, when, when slaves were brought over. Um, they were not – I I don't want to use that terminology – the enslaved. En- when the enslaved were <laughs> brought over. Sorry, I just wanted to what? correct myself. When the enslaved were brought over, um, they were also ripped from their families. Any the impregnated individuals would, um, also uh, their children would be taken away from them. I was just, um, watch, I watch, uh, if you guys follow Tizzy, uh, ENT. On he's on TikTok and on Instagram as well. He shares a lot of really good information. But he was sharing some information of uh, uh, if I remember the book, I will tell you what it's called. I have to maybe look it up. But he was sharing some information that he was reading in the book. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, when uh, you it used to be that if somebody was arrested for anything. That like a husband and wife were arrested, they would be arrested together, and then put they would be put in the same jail. So men and women were housed in the same jail, um, and this is for black and brown people. So this isn't for like I'm not talking about white people. I'm talking about when they were building this prison system that is uh, that is a for profit prison system. They built it for profit. Let me explain. When you house men and women together, what's going to happen? The women Thanks. are going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right. There are going to be rapes in there. There's going to be pregnancy in there, et cetera. Well, they would get pregnant in prison. They would have their children in prison. They would raise their children in prison because it was the law that the family couldn't be uh, or like the child that was born there couldn't be released until they were 10. And then and then the 10 year old children were trotted out to the stairs of the jailhouse and sold usually to the, uh, the, the, uh, guards and the, and the prison, prison, uh, employment. Wow. Wow. What? I, (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. I don't know what to say to that either. And I was just like, the, the fuck. Holy shit that's crazy. So I just told that story in pieces, but like, go follow, uh, well, you know, I follow this guy named, uh, shot, Ch- uh, chakra, chakra bars on mm-hmm. Instagram too. Um, I think you might follow him, Chan too. Maybe, yeah. um, uh, I know a lot of our, our group does. Um, but, uh, he, he reposted this video. So that's where I saw it was on his page. And I was like, the, I was like watching it like this. I was like, how, first of all, housing men and women in the same prison regardless of their marital status or otherwise is a what? And second of all, then keeping the children there, that children are raised in prison till they're 10. So, real quick, I'm sorry to...
2: Never mind. I wanted... Sorry. I, had to, I was going to interrupt a serious subject because... It was a moment,
0: and it flew away. Never mind. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it's okay. So, that's a moment in uh, Black history. And I have a few others that are that are a little less uh, triggering, but we warned you that we talk about real shit when we came on. So, you were you've been warned. And this yeah, <laughs> and this is the thing. And here's the thing. Here's the here's here's the thing. If this makes you uncomfortable and you look anything like me be uncomfortable because this is absolutely. This is, this is life. This is generational trauma. This is, this is not that long ago. Mm -hmm. There are people still alive today that remember these things happening. So this was not like when people think about slavery and segregation and things like that. We want to think about it in a historical sense and we want to think about it as a long time ago, but let me tell you something. Those people throwing rocks at black children when they were trying to, uh, end the segregation in the schools, those were your grandparents. And that's why they don't want it taught in school. Yep. Cause they don't want their faces in the history book. Mhm. yep they're still alive those people are still alive
3: yes my mom went to a segregated elementary school my mom <laughs> she's 62 by the way
0: so there you go ladies and gentlemen <laughs> history was not that long ago no and yeah we have to remember that that And if, and I'm telling you, if you feel in any way uncomfortable about this and you are a white person, I want you to feel that discomfort. I want you to feel it. I want you to live in it. I do. I absolutely do want you that. So, um, we want to celebrate, um, Taylor. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. D A S I A. Um, she invented a new type of suture that would change color if the wound is infected. She won the state science fair and became a finalist in a national competition. And now her sights are set on a patent and she's only 17. Now I think Mm -hmm. I saw this last year. So I don't, I don't know that this is necessarily like this year uh, news, but the fact of the matter is that she invented this when she was 17 years old. That's a very, very important discovery. Right. Um, Important invention. So yay. That's amazing. Yeah um i was reading i wish i could find this article i was reading that the top three uh the top three iqs for children are three uh young black children i think it was like one little girl and two little boys were Mm -hmm. pictured i wish i had that because i wanted i would love to say their names i'm gonna have to search for that because that's so interesting and it also like i'm about changing the narrative y'all hear me loud and Mm -hmm. clear we are not going to have that narrative Nobody is stupid. People don't have access to resources. I mean, I I won't say nobody's stupid. I met some stupid people, but I've met some educated motherfuckers that are stupid. So, so yeah. Okay. So this is kind of more in line with uh, the uh, subject that we're going to be talking about today. Um, Did you know that the modern C-section was invented by an African woman? Uh, Centuries before it was the standard anywhere else, midwives and surgeons living around Lake. Oh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. uh, Tanganyika. I think that's right. Tanganyika and Lake Victoria. That's easier. uh, Perfected the procedure hundreds of years ago. When a baby couldn't be delivered vaginally, these healers, Uh, Sedated the laboring mother using large amounts of banana wine. Woo wine. Uh, They tied, (laughs) they tied the mother to the bed for safety, sterilized the knife using heat and made the incision acting quickly as a team, uh, as a team to prevent excess blood loss or accidental cutting of other organs. The combination of sterile, sharp equipment and sedation made the procedure surprisingly calm and comfortable for the mother. Uh, After the baby was delivered, antiseptic tinctures and salves were used to clean the area and stitches were applied. Women rarely developed infections, shock or extensive blood loss after a cesarean section. And the most common problem reported was that it took longer for the mother's milk to come. uh, to come in an issue that was solved with friends and relatives who would nurse the baby instead. Oh, that community, I, that idea of community, I think that's just so beautiful. Like you're everybody's child. Um, in Uganda, C-sections were normally performed by a team of male healers, but in Tanzania and DRC, they were typically done by female midwives. The majority of women and babies survived this, um, this procedure, and when questioned about it by European colonists in the mid 1800s, many people in Uganda and Tanzania indicated that the procedure had been performed routinely since uh, time immemorial. In memori- in so they don't know when it started. It was just it has been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this was at a time when Europeans only barely started to figure out. That they should wash their hands before performing surgery when nearly half of the European and U.S. women died in childbirth and when nearly 100% of European women died in C- if a C-section was performed. Mm-hmm. Detailed explanations of Uganda C-sections were published globally in scholarly journals by the 1880s and helped the rest of the world learn to save mothers and babies with minimal complications. So... If you're one of the people who wouldn't be alive today without a C-section, you have Ugandan surgeons and Tanzanian and Congolese midwives to thank for their contributions to medical science.
3: Whoa.
0: That's pretty fucking amazing.
2: That's fucking very amazing.
1: You got
0: to wash your hands. <laughs> like, still, y'all, still, wash your hands. That's like... Girl. They were struggling. They were struggling not to
1: be sleeping next to their goats. Like, yeah, come on right? now. I know come, I know.
0: come on now. I know. Um, wash your hands and drink water is all I'm saying. It's it's it will help a lot. <laughs> don't uh, touch your goat and then
1: touch yourself.
0: Right. You, don't do that. Don't That's do gross. Just
1: don't do it.
0: Um. Also, uh, where's that post? I have one more that I wanted to share today. Where did I put that? Uh dang i don't know if i can find it but did you know that the um first of all the super soaker was invented by a black man Mm -hmm. um and also and also so was this is the one i can't find i thought i saved it but uh I, i can't find it on this list but also the uh what do you call it the little what is that thing called the one we had in the 80s um the where you put a little film in there and you can see all the scenes Oh, uh, what is that thing called? Dang it. Dang you it. hit the little button and you see the different... Yeah, you I know what you're talking invented about. It was invented by a black man. I was oh, trying I to find... That. Yeah, so I was oh, trying, trying to find cool. that, uh, but I don't know where I put it.
2: Now, the modern
0: day one or the old school one? It The picture was of a red... It was like a red one. It was like the one we okay, had in the 80s. Thing. Okay. So,
1: okay. yeah. They had, I, like, I
2: wasn't
1: in the party yet. I wasn't the viewfinder the
0: viewfinder yeah the magic viewer yes a black man invented the air conditioner um also so we'll have to look some of these names up because we would definitely like to um not just say oh this happened oh here it is here it is i found it i found it i found oh it says it couldn't load the post his name is charles harrison though even though it won't let me open the post his name is charles harrison it says, if you had one of these as a child and enjoyed it, uh, then, it's t- then it's time you met its inventor, Charles Harrison. Yeah. So thanks, Charles Harrison, because that thing was dope. <laughs> I still <laughs> love it. One of the it. things
2: I noticed on that list was that um, a lot of those things I feel like were invented out of necessity to make you know, lives easier. Uh, just in that they were like, "Hey, I, the, there was a one on there—the woman who invented or perfected the ironing board for you know, so that sleeves and collars could be done more efficiently."
0: Um, yeah, I will. I would venture to say, and uh, yeah, yeah. you can you can argue with me about it if you want because I don't have proof about this, but I would venture to say that a majority of. Uh, <clears throat> inventions and creations that white men came up with during um slavery were not invented by white men um, stolen
1: full-on stolen
0: (laughs) all the fuck on stolen absolutely
1: and you know what like since we're highlighting like different like black history like facts and figures i definitely like i did this earlier this week but i also want to like pay homage to dr charles drew who invented the modern day uh, way of storing blood for blood banks and blood transfusions, and who died April 1st, 1950, um, from a car accident where he bled out because he was a black man and they would not take him to the only hospital in town, and the only, the procedure that they needed to do was the procedure that he invented.
3: Oh, wow. That's, can what was his name again?
1: Dr. Charles Drew. Wow.
0: That's absolutely... I've read so many stories about um, Black inventors um, or Black discoveries where those inventions and discoveries would have saved their life and Mm -hmm. weren't utilized because they were Black. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck all the way off! (laughs) Like, I invented it! If anybody gets to use it, it's me! Me first! (laughs) That's right
1: back uh, yeah i can't stand. and there's it. and there's so many different ways that 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 like just that has happened throughout history like when you look at like the 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 fundamentals of um you know obstetrician gynecology like most of that science is based on black women's bodies um enslaved black women who were bought sold, trade traded to you know just different scientists who wanted to experiment and they did these experiments and procedures on them with no anesthesia when anesthesia was readily available was not expensive they so they just did it to torment them but then when they you know made their groundbreaking discoveries or figured out how to do these you know surgeries or procedures they stopped doing them on black people and they only offered them and they didn't
0: credit black people with oh no
1: never Ever.
0: Um, not ever and, and they were property exactly um if you guys don't know about the tuskegee the tuskegee pro- project right is that what it was called um experiment yeah. experiment sorry not project uh experiment um tuskegee is i was tripping on my words on that please look that up um black men and women have been used and experimented on, this is the irony have been used and experimented on without their permission Mm-hmm. For the beginning of at least this country, but far beyond that, because racism doesn't end in America, um, and denied the use of uh, like creations and inventions that they've created and invented. But also, here's the irony: denied. We are told we we were told we our people were told that. Black people shouldn't use the same bathroom as us because filthy, right? That black people can't live in the same house, eat at the same table, eat at the same, drink at the same bar as us. But all of the, like a lot of the medical knowledge that we have today is because of, of unethical experimentation on black people. If they are not good enough to eat at our table, then why are they good enough to tell me what's healthy for me? Like, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't make sense to me, how you can tell me that they're different from me, but also the experiment that you did that's going to save my life that you did on this person without their permission. Mm -hmm. How are we different then? We're not then, you know, you're just saying that to make this divide, right? It's always, It's just, it's absolutely disgusting. And I actually, um, on last Wednesday's show, I talked about how um, enslaved women were um, were given the task of caring for small white children
1: mm-hmm. who would
0: then not want to use the same bathroom as them. You were breastfed by this woman and you yep. can't use the same bathroom or eat at the same table as she eats at. It doesn't compute. It doesn't compute. It's like, what's going on in the brain? I don't, I'm going to say this. My family is from the South and I have some racist motherfuckers related to me. That is not an excuse to act the way you act. Mm -hmm. You can educate yourself and you can have the conversation that I'm having right now
2: Mm -hmm. because
0: you're a smart human being. And you know that that's ugly and wrong and disgusting. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I was raised in a racist. Yeah, me too. My grandmother says some shit that I will never repeat. I've said some shit that I will never repeat. Accountability. Mm. You just,
2: yeah.
0: none of this shit happened that long ago. And it it's does. still happening today. We still have a for-profit prison system filled with fathers, brothers, uncles, mothers, aunts, sisters. For what? For a joint? (laughs) Y'all, I got pulled over in October with a fucking blunt to my face and he gave me a fucking warning you know what he said to me and i broke all the rules all the rules all the like don't speak to the cops don't answer their questions rules this white girl broke all those rules he said do you smoke marijuana and i said yes look at me i got this is on the driver's side of my car like yes i'm not a lie then he said, It smells like marijuana in your car. Have you been smoking recently? What should I say to that? I should not answer that question, or I should have said no, but I didn't say either of those things. I said, Yeah, I had a couple puffs in my house, just right up there. And he said, You know that it's illegal to drive under the influence of marijuana. And I said, Oh, I know I'm not. I'm not <laughs> under the influence of marijuana. Like, you know? I. I'm not impaired and like, first of all, consumption does not equal impairment. Like, can we all agree to that? So I was like, I'm not impaired. My car smelled like a blunt y'all. <laughs> this man gave me his card said he was letting me off with a warning because the reason he pulled me over is cause I have those automatic fucking lights and I didn't turn my headlights on. So it was just my like running lights And I turned him on right at the light. Like, I noticed it, and I turned it on, but he caught me. So that's why he pulled me over. But my white privilege ass had a blunt in my face. Like, he probably saw the smoke come out of my mouth as he was lighting me up.
1: And let me go with a warning. Must be nice. I know, right? Must be nice. If I was not a white. What's that TikTok? What's that TikTok it must be nice. It mm-hmm. must be nice. It is. I
3: mean, to I'm like
0: not gonna you. say it's not. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's not. But I like understand that that was that was my privilege.
1: Yeah. Like Girl, that
0: never would like never it. fucking happen if I was not a white woman. No. Yeah. yeah. Not even. I mean, not same. even. I mean, I mean, I'm not white, but I still have the. Yeah, I still have white privileges. You know. I've gotten rolled well, through. the you know, same situation. Do you know how many people are in jail for what just happened to me? a lot. A lot of fuckers are in jail for what just happened to me. And I got off with a fucking warning.
1: Or for people right. lying and saying that they smelled it. The thing is, not is that a little bit, I
0: think Colorado law protected me a little bit because mar- the scent of marijuana is not probable cause. But I right. absolutely told him I had smoked. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> I and there's no have. and there's no reason why i should have told him that none i that is a big no-no we watched we've seen it you guys seen like, like the Pop brothers or whatever where they're like shut the fuck up fridays not that day i was like yeah i smoke marijuana <laughs> like, okay girl sure whatever Oh man. Uh, just a real quick shout out to our sponsors and, uh, and then I want to answer some questions and then I want to talk about being a doula after that too. We're going to talk about some, we had some, uh, sexy questions, uh, come up on Monday that I wanted to answer and I couldn't cause I wasn't here. So I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be candid about it. So I got both of our sponsors up here. If you guys like king palms like I like king palms, you can get 15% off using the code KPTCCP F E B15. So that's Feb 15 Feb 15. So KP TCCP. Feb 15, will get you 15% off on the King Palm website. We're also sponsored by my company, CQ LLC. We are a cannabis consulting and education company. You can find us at www.cq-llc.com. You can also reach out to us, customer service, cqllc at gmail.com, or give us a call 970-426-5985. Please leave a message if nobody answers so that we will make sure to put you on the top of the list to call you back immediately. Um, we were just approved for responsible vendor training. So if you're in the state of Colorado and you are a delivery driver, hospitality worker in the cannabis industry, definitely give us a call. Uh, we can help you out with that responsible vendor training. If you're not in the delivery or hospitality arena, but you still want your staff uh, trained in RVT because it is a mitigating factor in uh, in the in the event that you have a violation, an administrative violation, you can give us a call, 970-426-5985. I'll get you connected. I'll send you a demo of what we got going on and uh, make sure that you get uh, signed up for that class. It's really interesting. I'm actually, I'm partnered with uh, Greenflower Media for this. And uh, so if you uh, have, have, your own co- have a company and you want your staff trained, say you have five staff members, right? But uh, you could buy 10 classes and then you could use those other five classes whenever you want. When a new employee comes in, you can pop them onto one of those classes and send them right on through. So it's a really great, uh, uh, situation. You can buy the classes in bulk. I definitely recommend that because you're always going to have new employees coming through. Um, so yeah, definitely check us out. They offer other,
2: uh, uh, courses and such that, um, CQLC, uh, is part of as well. So in different aspects, right?
0: yeah uh next just uh made it in and he said he's hating on you next you made it just in time i'm about to answer some of these spicy ass questions oh my gosh yeah i can't see the comments very well that's okay i'll read them it's fine (laughs) uh next said he's hating on mj right now so i i get i get that I get it. We all are. Look at that sky behind her and the beach. Yes. We are. I've I've told her to fuck off several times today.
2: <laughs> I uh J lips jumped onto Discord with me the other day when I was at the top of uh the top of Sleeping Giant. And so she got to see the 360 view oh, of uh, of everything.
0: Amazing. So, amazing. Yeah. And it's gonna be hard to
2: go back to the snow, this this trip for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, fuck, fuck this. There's not even enough to sled in today. So like, it's bullshit. All right. You sent me some questions to answer. The first one's a fucking doozy. Like it just, you just like, hey, answer this question.
2: I know, I know. I just went straight for it.
0: (laughs) So she says, uh, so these are some of the questions that you guys talked about on Monday. And uh, uh, Chan feel free to also answer these questions. Yeah. yeah. If, okay. if,
1: yeah, if you got, got new info.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So the first one is okay. The first one's mild. I forgot that you asked this first one. Cause I just went straight to that second one. I was like, what? Okay. So the first one is what is uh, your sexy time routine with cannabis? Um, I don't like have a routine for that. I just smoke weed all the time. And <laughs> I'm a big fan, so I don't always get this uh, f- this fulfillment necessarily, but sometimes it happens. But I'm a big fan of, like, smoking in action. And uh, and I have this – I'm about to share a fantasy. Okay. So, so I have this fant- fantastical idea that, you know, I should have a bong. This is going to get uh, – trigger warning. This is going to get spicy. I should have a bong right? Like I hit it, right? And I blow it out. Look, next is like, I'm listening. Uh, and then, and then, right? And then I, and then, you know, cause you always corner, you always corner, ladies and gentlemen, don't, if you smoking with somebody else, leave a little bit of green for everybody to hit. Okay. It's just polite. It's polite. It's, ba- it's etiquette. So like I flip it. Right. And then I have the other half for my mate who is behind me right? Getting in. If y'all are listening right now, I just made the gesture of what he might be doing behind me. It is a gentleman in this scenario, but you know, I mean, I could engage and entertain other ideas. So then I light it again. Right. And then he, while I'm lighting it, right. Instant. I feel like I would instant like lose my shit. I would be so turned on. But because I just love including her in really everything that I do. And so that's really an important part of my life for me, too. Like, I I find sex very important um, to my health and well-being, mentally, physically, etc. And um, and so, yeah, it just. Yeah, so I I feel like that. But if me, you know, like if I can smoke, I'm happy if we can smoke, I'm a little happier with that, you know. If I can't smoke, nobody's gonna be happy. So, like, just like real life. (laughs) That's real I'm just saying. The second question is: uh, Do you do you have does do you have a routine that maybe may or may not include cannabis um, for for getting ready? I don't know because they just legalized in Virginia, so they're they're but they but they still look. My friends get down. I'm gonna tell you now. I know that for a fact.
3: Well, see, I, know, I, don't, I don't smoke on a regular basis.
0: But I know that you have a way to get down if you wanted to. Like, I know that we have <laughs> ways out but there. I,
3: um, okay, see, I'm about to be real vanilla because I have not had sex high.
0: Oh, you know, I should send you a care package because, you you know, they have, uh, they, I didn't say that, um, live or anything, but listen, uh, they have (laughs) this, um, they have this, uh, if y'all are into using lubes, I'm going to tell you you guys were talking about lubes a little bit. Um, there's a cannabis lube. Yeah, yeah, there's a cannabis loop. So they're kind of so new. If, if they were talking about it a little bit when when the juicy part came on, and I was like, oh, I'm so into this conversation. And so, um, and so there's there are cannabis loops. Okay, so listen, if you do have a dry down there problem, that could be a, a solution. This can cannabis loop, um here's the thing too. Did you guys know that antidepressants and other pharmaceutical drugs can also dry you out down there? So yeah. don't necessarily blame it on the cannabis. If you're using other types of medications, I was just like uh, the parts of the show that I did get to catch um, so far. I'm going to go back and watch the whole thing. There might be another recap on Monday. Um, but what I did catch. So like there's yeah. Yeah you guys definitely talked about that. Um, and I just, I was just like, Oh yeah. Talk about pharmaceuticals. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> pharmaceuticals. I said hormone yeah. 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 She know? did. She, you did. So you talked about a lot of the like different, but those things can cause those cause that to happen. So if you need a little pick me up, there are cannabis lubes on the market. The first one that I was ever introduced to is called Foria. Again, they don't pay me, but fucking fantastic product. If you guys want to pay me to sponsor you, I certainly will because this product is really amazing. Um, I don't have that issue. I, I, if I'm interested and we interested, then we got no problems like that. But sometimes I use that because it stim, it stimulates, right? So that stimulation, like it it intensifies Mm -hmm. the orgasm that I'm, or plural orgasms that I am intending to have that evening is or edible? morning or afternoon. Uh, it is, it is, uh, you can ingest it. So you could, you know, put it on the places and suck those places dry if yes. you wanted to, <laughs> if you wanted to, okay. um, but, um, you know, and then you can use it in other other sensitive areas too. If you want to get down like that, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm into whatever, you know, not whatever. I can't say whatever there's like, there's certain fluids we can't get down on, but like, I'm not going (laughs) to kink shame you for whatever you're into, you know, use the lube wherever you want to use it is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Lube it up, but it's gonna, it's, it's so, because it has active, uh, it has active cannabinoids in it. So then it's like, it's, you know, that, you know, the tingle, you know, the tingle, Okay. The tingle intensifies. The the throb intensifies. Yeah. It is it is, it is indescribable. Like I love smoking cannabis and I love smoking cannabis while we fucking, but like the that I, I don't know there's something I mean it's the cannabinoids. It's that. That's what it is. I'm intrigued. Yes. So Stand by, stand by. I'll be visiting Virginia at some point. No, okay. <laughs> if you
2: don't have a, here's the thing: is if you don't have a cannabis routine and you want one, there's we talked about it. There's like all the from beginning to end of how you can use cannabis uh, in your routine of getting right. Busy. And you as know, we know, whether you it's smoking, you know, to get rid of anxiety, to mm-hmm. go out, yeah, know, it'll help relieve
0: lessen your social anxiety before. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, no. and we learned last season that there's uh, what were, you guys talked about it on Monday show too, that there's uh double digit numbers of types of orgasms that a woman can have.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: also, I don't think men are just stuck in that. Well, I actually, I know that they're not that y'all can stimulate yourselves in many different ways to have different types of orgasms. Uh, and, you should stop and more than once. and more than one. And you, sh- and you should stop playing into the bullshit stigma and stereotype and let people stick things in your butt is all I'm saying. You will enjoy the fuck out of it. This. <laughs> and just a little word of advice when you're ready to try it's cow position, not, ca- not cat. You got, <laughs> you got a cow out. You got a cow out. not cat okay she gonna fall out of her chair just start small they make they make shit that is like narrow so you can start slow but like it's like stretching your ears people y'all have a g-spot in your asshole listen i'm not lying i'm telling the truth We talked a lot about women and pleasuring women on the last show and on previous shows, but like men also deserve that. Listen, if you're only going to do it once though, don't come first. You better hold on to all of your muscles, do what you can. Okay. This went sideways. I
2: I had a dude that liked it and I couldn't do it. So I, I was like, I am not sticking my thumb up your bum um i'm sorry I'm mean, like, he's like i like it i'm like
0: There, listen for every woman that won't stick her thumb in your asshole there's a woman out there that'll get real freaky with you so don't even That's don't true. even front don't even front and yeah, ladies exactly. that goes for you too so for ask every, the question ask the questions. <laughs> for every man that won't put his face in your vagina there is a man who will eat you like a buffet of all of his favorite foods. It's, it's really it's true. They're actually for every one man that doesn't want to do that. There's probably like a hundred fucking men that are going to be like, Oh my God, fried chicken. Oh my God. I love fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> biscuits and gravy is my favorite. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Okay. The next question. Oh, are you a squirter and does every woman have that capability or just some? Well, I'm not going to speak for every woman. I am not a scientist or doctor or gynecologist or any of those things. I will say that I have never done that, but also do know that I am capable of doing that because I've been very close to that. Fuck you to the person who got did you me close know you and were didn't close. finish it out. I could just feel it. It feels <laughs> okay. Felt different. Than and it's typical. it's a little it's you're a little regular. different um, orgasmically. It's a little different. It feels a little different. It almost feels like you're gonna pee. Listen, you aren't gonna urinate while there's a dick inside of you. That's not what that that feeling of urination is. Most likely that you're about to to squirt. Most likely. I'm not a doctor. It's just what I think I know. Your personal experience. Personal experience. But that's only, uh, I, I've never, I've, I've gotten, I, I think, I feel like I've gotten close maybe a couple of times. And and I will say this, that it was probably my fault that I didn't get to full squirt. And because I think when I experienced those things, I was... Not ready to experience those things, you have to be very, very comfortable sexually with yourself. It's oh, 420. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo. Oh, I missed it woo, by woo. a minute, but you have a thing. It's West Coast 420. What's up? What's up? It'll be 422 in like one minute. So just light it up.
1: Again.
0: Again. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think most women could be capable of that. There are some women who have trauma who are not capable. There are some women who, uh, are asexual. We have to like, keep in mind that not everybody's into penetration. Um, and that's not how they're going to get off. Um, so we gotta, you know, work with your partner and figure out what is most sensual for them and what's going to work best for both of you. And that way you guys can have like a really amazing connection and maybe lead to stuff like that, you know? Uh, so Yeah, I think, uh, but I do. I don't think every woman is maybe capable of that. Could be like hormonal or from trauma or something like that. But I think, like physiologically, I think a lot of women, a lot more women than are capable of that than think they are. I don't know. Does anybody have
1: thoughts on that? <laughs> I, I think, think th- definitely you got to be in a place mentally to be oh. to be that comfortable. Oh and yeah, I think that's a huge that's a huge place. Like even even if there isn't you know any. Large trauma that's affecting that, just that mental space, that mental block. Where, who, but where, I, go ahead and share too.
0: Where's my best friend when I need her in here right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> she could contribute to this conversation, Chan. You know she could. Um, I am not a um, splitter. It
3: has happened once, and I didn't realize what was going on at the time. I honestly thought I was playing on myself yeah you soak the bed for sure oh, yeah i was like oh my god I just,
2: I just and so i i think too oh, your comfortability with your partner knowing if your partner's going to freak out or not like mm-hmm. there are definitely you know people that freak out about things like that and they're like don't know what to do because they haven't experienced it themselves either right mm-hmm. it's it's an experience and yeah
0: we can both easily freak out yeah <laughs> But, my but we have a it, we
1: have a rule
0: we have a rule in my house that you can't shit the bed but nobody said anything about wetting the bed so but my thing is is why if, if it
3: happened before why isn't that something that happens on a regular basis
0: because it, it, uh, because it it's in a certain spot it's I feel like nice. uh yeah yeah I feel like it's uh stimulation of certain areas uh also feel like connection is super important too So, uh, you know, I mean, at least for some women, for me, for me, uh, connection is super important when it comes to sex. Um, if I want to be free and wild like that, I need to trust, trust my partner, feel really connected to my partner. I feel like they're going to go there with me, Yeah. but if they not, then I'm just going to have a regular orgasm. And if I get off and you get off, then I'm happy with that too. It don't have to be, uh, you know, a porn movie every time. Sometimes I got 15 minutes before I gotta go to work. <laughs> can, can you get me off in 15 minutes?
2: <laughs> That's a, there's a meme like that. It's like, if you had 15
0: minutes, which position would you choose? And there's four positions. I would choose the position with his face in my crotch. That's the easiest that one. one of them. Yeah, that was one
1: of on I would have to say, personally, for me, like, I think. I think all the things that I need in order for it to happen are, are, are consistent in my life, right? Like I have a partner who I trust. I feel very safe and secure. I've been mentally at that point to where I can let myself be vulnerable, right? But I will say, like, I think that sometimes within our bodies, like we can have experiences and not even realize that it's happening. Because I know one, one particular time it happened to me and I was pregnant. And I did think I peed on myself. Like, that's the only time I've ever mistake, like mistaken it for peeing on myself. But, like, now, in retrospect, all these years later, I'm like... Y'all, just so you know, it
0: doesn't smell like urine either. It's no, not mm-mm. urine. It's, like, no. literal... Uh, you know, it's yeah, a fluid, fluid, but it's not, yeah, it's because I smelled it
3: because I was like, There's no way, like, yeah, I like, it. how could I do this? So, like, way. how did I just? I was like, bed? In
1: anatomy, they told me this was not physically possible,
0: <laughs> Lying. Right. Lying. Right. Lying, right? That's why I said that at the beginning. If you have a dick inside, if you have an object inside of you, <laughs> you're not urinating right now, that's not happening.
2: Although, listen, oh. if you're sitting in your car, believe it or not, your bladder is going to hold out for a really long time before your body <laughs> will be like, yep, just pee on your car, like pee in your car. I experienced that
0: recently. I was like, Although don't say that to a woman who's <laughs> had children though, because sometimes, right. well, sometime that's woman-
1: true, true, true. <laughs>
0: sometimes y'all the wind could blow and, that
1: way and it could just be like yeah yeah you
0: sometimes y'all just cough <laughs> weird and it's like you yes, yourself I have not had children uh, That's, that's, I that's
1: have why that, uh... Uh... health should be readily available yes, and <laughs> oh, funny. Is like it's not right like you like the oh my goodness the the fix for it should not be depends like I mean if, if that's what's going on like y'all hey, it's 2022 but that shouldn't be what, what we're pouring into that situation. Like, you know, you don't need a pelvic floor specialist. Just piss on yourself.
3: <laughs> and your and, and you're cute Depends, by the way.
1: Right, and your and
0: cute Depends. That's what way. am saying. 2022, why do pen still look like the 1800s? Like, what is happening? Why am I wearing a full- Poise, ass- is, pet.
2: Poise is better.
1: Poison your Cause, pants. Because the, the men who make them hate women. Because <laughs> the men who make them hate women. That's why that is absolutely That's the reason my life is so why you know what I having thought? children and now needing them they're no no men.
0: no hate on men no hate on men I love y'all y'all know I love y'all but yeah, I yeah. was wondering so the other too. day while I was smoking a blunt of course over blunt I was wondering the other day I was mm-hmm. like um how are men in so much power how is how is a how is a creature who can be taken down with a tap to his nuts in power like this like what what <laughs> like you can literally take a man down just by boop
3: <laughs> like, mm. that is so true it's, that a, new, a, new, it's a
0: mind uh, game it's
1: a mind this, uh, game God, they you know, have they, convinced us we're not good enough right oh, you, my, don't you don't even sure. need to get that close enough to do the boop right no. because if you think you they throw a ball at, at it, it. Them, right yeah. <laughs> Five a
0: five year old can take a man out for real, and yet they have more. Pa- How mm. new war mm. tactics? That's what, you know like new military tactic. Like you <laughs> same
2: for
0: the balls, guys. Wow, I just I was like, wait, I don't know why. I'm like <laughs> he said, okay, next, stop talking about it. <laughs> he doesn't even want to hear it. Listen, <laughs> listen, every man in this feed right now. Knows the feeling that I'm talking about. It has felt, it just felt it surge through his nutsack. Yes. He was like, no, stop talking about it. it. I can feel it. Mm -hmm. Well, they're in power though. Right. Your Mm. fault. Interesting. Ugly thing. And then, um, I don't have a preferred cultivar that I use. I, I like up cultivars was the next question. Do I have a preferred cultivar strain that I use? Uh, he said, I got my legs crossed. <laughs> That's my aim. No pun intended. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, so I don't, I don't have a particular um, strain or cultivar that I, necessarily like to use but i do you know it might i i use i don't like to use the word sativa and indica you know that but i do use uh, more the more energetic um cultivars uh if it's daytime but then at night i'm like i want to go to sleep after this so like fuck me to sleep and so i'll like smoke this like really body relaxing so it just really depends on the situation for me I I ta- I sound like a total nymphomaniac on this show. I am not. No kink shaming if She's you are. She's just a Pisces, y'all. She's just a Pisces. I'm just a sorry. Pisces. I'm very <laughs> I'm I'm in love with everybody. So if you are in my life uh in any like essential way, I'm in love with you. It just it's the way it is. Sorry. <laughs> not really. I'm not sorry about it. And um if you ever do me wrong, I'll stop speaking to you like you don't exist, uh, but I'll still love you from this distance. And I like sex. I feel and I cry. I cry a lot. Y'all don't think I do, but I do. Well, y'all never. I will never for you. But um, but for my for my own mental health, sometimes I got to take a got to take a minute. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm a Pisces. I'm like, if you read about Pisces, that's that's who I am. Mostly. I just
1: want to pause and say, like, there is no reason why you should not be comfortable in your sexuality and feel the need to justify anything to us because you are comfortable and aware of where you are at in your sexual journey. And so I just want to tell you, if anybody Thanks. has any problem with what you just said or however you come across, fuck them. Amen. I'll punch you right in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> like don't apologize don't apologize yeah, i'm not like, i'm not sorry that, and for that me. and that is and i think again that is one of the things that have like us as women like that they that they weaponize against us right like our sexuality like i think as black women they make us feel like overly sexualized yes. and i think like i mean obviously i don't know the struggles of a white woman i've never been a white woman but i i am sure i'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure That as the primary mate of the white man, you probably have your own trauma with your sexuality too. Mm -hmm. I I definitely
0: uh, do. I feel like um, I'm coming to turn. I I okay. Listen, traumatized women out there, listen up. You are a victim and also a perpetrator of your shit. So I have held this belief in my brain, even though I never really believed it, like somewhere in here, there's this like stigmatized belief that women who sleep around are sluts and whores and men who sleep around, it's okay for them, but it's like not okay for us. And so, so then I, then I start seeing like, first of all, you know, eating, eating detergent aside, y'all have advanced Gen Z and I'm proud of you. Um, (laughs) <laughs> for bringing for bringing these things to light because women in general are raised with this idea that we should be quiet and we should be clean and we should be submissive and we should be obedient and we should um hold out on having sex on the first date because if we do that that makes us a slut but like uh by the way the man having sex with you is also having sex on the first date the fuck
1: oh like
0: what's the difference besides the fact that you got a penis and a mythology in your head that if i sleep around that my vagina is the size of a hallway uh all right. and if if i Oh god. If your dick is not hitting my walls, that's not my fault. That's <laughs> your genetics. That's not my <laughs> shit. That's your character That's fault. your shit because that shit's a myth. This bitch this bitch stretches. stretches. I am just joking
1: men out there. I'm sorry. I didn't even I um, you know, know, know.
3: The mm. vagina is a powerful beautiful muscle. It stretches very wide and then it goes right back down to where it used to be and Mm -hmm. it's it's very powerful
0: you can push a watermelon out of something the size of a fuck it starts this it literally starts Mm -hmm. the size of a coin you could push a full watermelon out of that by the end of the whole situation and then go back to the size of a fucking coin like so nothing
1: happened. You, fuck
0: off with your slut shaming exactly. out there. <laughs> like, you're <a> slut too. <laughs> if you slept with me on the first date, and I slept with you on the first day, well, so are you. Oh God! What if there was a myth out there that that if you sleep around as a man, your dick gets smaller, and, oh. and they'll stop
1: and that's, sleeping around.
0: And that's why. And that's why you oh. can't hit the walls. They will stop oh. sleeping around. I, I imagine. Oh, God. That would be hilarious. Wouldn't it be great? Yes. <laughs> it just okay. brings, it brings oh. a little bit. Every time you okay. sleep around, New you lose know, a little bit of dick mass. be you- <laughs> <laughs> great. Don't how, you don't know how it's going to come either. No pun intended. Actually, no <laughs> right. pun intended. You don't know either. You don't know. It's going to be shorter or it's going to be skinnier. Right, you don't girl. know. It's gonna be. Mm. You don't know where the mouse is going to be taken from. Don't know. (laughs) That's great. And the woman you sleep with, her ass gets a little
1: bit bigger. And so (laughs)
0: that size you lost, we took it. We took it. We took it.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Right along with the energy.
3: I love it.
0: I'd be like, uh, no, I'm a C cup right now. I'm good, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a C cup right now. I'm good. I don't need no more. Mm -hmm. perfect 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 (laughs) he said burr is cold in here it shrinks up it's like how are you in power dude
2: how 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 are (laughs) men in power
0: when your dick just goes oh my god it's cold and runs inside like what is that real life questions yes real life
1: questions
0: it's crazy right Ladies, we could control much more if we realize the Achilles heel is actually in his pants. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Uh, We wanted to, okay, we, we (laughs) were, this is a Wednesday show, but it's a long Wednesday show. And I knew it was going to be because we, (laughs) we don't want to just talk about sex. It's fantastic. But I actually want to talk about um, being a doula and the history of doulas um, and like we just learned that the history of a cesarean section came from African communities, and that Europeans failed at this every time they did it, a hundred percent of the time. So, um, so I think that that really connects with what I wanted. I wanted to learn more about um doulas, I want to know more about what you guys do um, to, um, prepare your, um, patients, your, I don't know what you call them, your clients. And, um, and then, and then, and then where did, where, where did this practice come from? Do we know? Do (laughs) I'm asking questions. I don't, I don't know the answer to that one.
1: (laughs) So, I mean, Um, I think you asked a lot of really good questions there. Um, I, I, Chan His would joint. you like to go for it? I mean, I I I would love to hear like your your whole your like your background with it and all that good stuff. <laughs> you, put, you put me on the spot. Of course well, we are. Well they've seen me. They've heard me. I've been I've been here a few times. Yeah,
0: um, for sure. Oh, damn so we yeah, tell us about your background, Chan, and uh and then we'll we'll get into it. Yeah.
1: Well,
3: okay. So I am a birth doula and a hypno doula
0: and uh, tell me what that second thing is
3: okay so a hypno doula is what um there is something called hypno birthing, when you birth and you
0: are hypnotized what mm-hmm. you, i would have had children if i knew this yeah. was an option
3: <laughs> hold on <laughs> and then and then but you're still like you're still conscious you still can talk you still can move around and stuff but and as the hypno doula is i take you under when things get more intense so I take I hypnotize you more, take you under further. You go through it. I bring you back. It's it's an amazing it's an amazing thing because the mind is awesome. Yes, the mind is truly truly awesome. And you can watch videos of these women having these hypno births, and you would have no idea that they are hypnotized, but yet they're not feeling
0: any pain. And they're I'm just always- pushing out babies. I'm Great. always worried that I can't be hypnotized because I have this like necessity for control. And so I'm always afraid somebody's going to like dupe me, you know, so I'm always like paying attention, waiting for somebody to, you know, drop I think something. That there's a on level
1: me. of like willingness you have to have in yeah. order to, to do hypnobirthing. Cause I definitely, I'm not a hypnobirthing doula, but I definitely, there are some things where I like tell my clients like hey listen to this meditation like mm-hmm. this like the you know like the ones that are out there for free and things like that and you know there definitely has to be a level of mindfulness and willingness to surrender and trust, and trust. i think too yeah yes Absolutely. like you need to trust your doula you like see you those people go up on
0: this comedy stage and get hypnotized and you're like how you can mm-hmm. trust this dude to do that i'm not gonna let you make a fool of me inevitably. Those are gullible people i think right those, those but are
1: the, yeah
0: what you were saying, Chan, about the brain being a powerful object, there are there is uh, evidence to show like um, suggestion is enough for your brain. So uh, if somebody was in a coma, right, and they came out of a coma, and you told them that they were a pilot, that that's what they were, and they like don't really remember anything, and then like you're telling them you're a pilot, their brain will like be a pilot. Like mm. how, like people come out of comas knowing different languages. Right. And shit. it's, uh, your brain is absolutely amazing. And, and just to like, just a quick piggyback, um, if you guys out there are interested, um, Vice just posted uh, a story um, about people overdosing on LSD and living to tell the tale about it. And there's, there's a, there's a couple of cases where there was a mental illness of on some level and that mental illness, uh, once, once they were recovered from the acid trip, which was intense, a lot of like really intense, uh, reaction, bodily reaction, um, definitely had to be like in a hospital with IVs and stuff like that. So it's not, it's not something you want to go out and do. Mm -hmm. Um, but like accidental overdoses, major overdoses of like 5,000, I don't know the measurement, but it's like 5,000 plus, um, which is a large number, um, where they like snorted some powder or something like that, thinking it was cocaine and it wasn't. And then they woke up and they're like, I'm not bipolar. Like I can feel in my body, the difference in my bipolar. There's one woman who was, um, who had Lyme disease and was addicted to pain medications And um, for some time after she had overdosed, um, she did not have to take the pain medications. She did not have any relapses of her Lyme disease. It did eventually come back and then she ended up managing it with um, with both pharmaceuticals and um, micro doses of LSD and then eventually just just micro doses of LSD. Um, uh, These might be like, you know, anomalies, but the point that I'm trying to make is that the brain is absolutely off the chart. We don't even use a majority of our brain. We got this big ass brain in our head and we don't even use it. And then most of us are so fucking traumatized that, you know what I'm saying? We have to use this big portion of our brain to deal with our trauma so that we can't utilize it for these other things. I believe that we're telepathic. I believe that. I think we can talk to each other with our minds, but none of us use our minds enough, use enough of our brain to utilize enough of our brain to be able to do that effectively on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like really in tune with somebody. I've done it with people. Yeah, really I was into.
1: I was definitely going to say like, I mean, and Chain, you might be able to speak to this. Like if I have a, like sometimes I have clients who have been like lifelong friends, like people I went to mm-hmm. high school with kind of like had transformational moments in life with and like we were in that type of space and it was just like you could kind of feel one another's energy like what they needed i knew what whatever i needed to communicate to them they were able to pick up on those things but again like as a doula in that doula space that's a lot of kind of uh, what our essence is yeah um to to be um oh goodness uh instinctual like just Mm -hmm. be able to feel what what the person might need um but definitely like when there are people who are really like trusting and vulnerable to me like those those are definitely the people who you know even their births i'm way more like emotionally attached right like i know there's been like there's maybe in all of my births i've had maybe like one or two incidents where, like, the baby comes out, and I'm, like, crying. And I'm, like, Whoa. oh, I cry like, every birth. Every <laughs> birth. I, I, but I'm, I'm not a, a, baby. a crier. I'm I not a crier. A so, baby. so, when it happens, it's just, like, sometimes it's just, like, I can't, I have to, like, turn myself around and, like, mm-hmm get my composure yeah. and then go back. Cause it's a professional, you know, it's, it's, you, you, you always have to be vigilant of what's going on around you, right. you know, in, in, in a, in a need to, to advocate or be proactive. Right. Cause as yeah. soon as baby comes out, then all these other things take place. So, mm-hmm. you know, but definitely I would say like those, those telepathic like just yeah. like kind of communications with, with clients and then just like, you know, again, like family members, maybe partners or a partner who I've been with, you know, like, or just people who I'm around quite a bit, even really good friends. Like, you know, that friend that, that you can, you know, kind of pick up a conversation like you, like you never stop talking, but maybe it's been a few months. Yeah.
0: Yep. So how did you start doing the hip, hypno, hypno Is Mm -hmm. that, I'm saying that right? Yes. What, Um, what took you down that path? It was Literally,
3: okay, so my first doula client, <clears throat> she came to me, she was supposed to have a home birth, but she got she risked out for having a home birth. So um the midwife actually contacted me and was like, I think she really needs some support. So right, can you help her? Sure, absolutely. Well, she's the one who told me about hypnobirthing. I had never never heard of it before. First client now, I don't really know no, a whole lot about before. So I looked into it. And I was like, this is fascinating. So um, it wasn't probably until like a year later, I just came across a class, the training, and it was on sale. And I said, let's take this class and let's get this hypno doula cert and keep it pushing. But my first client was the one who brought it to my attention. And I was fascinated by it after that. I kept watching all these videos about these, you know, these hypno births. I mean, it was fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, if you can make it easier and, and like put the mind in that spot, I mean, it's gonna be great. What is the difference between a doula and a midwife? So the midwife actually catches the babies.
3: She's a medical professional. She catches okay. the babies. The doula supports the mom and the family while you're going through labor and delivery. Okay, okay. Okay, good to know. All right. That's things, yeah. So that's what is, you're yeah. doing, Keisha.
2: You're going. You're you're taking the you're taking the certifications to yeah. Do a midwife so
1: career. so what I'm actually doing. So there's a few different ways to become a mid, a midwife because there's so many different um ways to utilize that. So the process that I'm going through is the school process. So I am um doing all my prerequisites for nursing school. Because in order to be the type of midwife that I'm trying to be, you have to be a nurse beforehand. So okay. I'm going to school to, to, do, to put the pieces together to be a nurse midwife. Um, and really, you know, there are other ways to like being um, a certified uh, professional midwife, which is where you do an apprenticeship for, you know, X amount of years. And you, you know, um, provide different levels of care in different stages um, to a certain number of um, birthing persons. And so <clears throat> really, I, I ideally wanted to do the apprentice style. Um, but in Missouri and in Kansas, which are the two areas that I serve in, um, you insurance only will pay for nurse midwives. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that's really big for me is Uh-oh. there is um, – a lot of the people who I care for now are Medicaid recipients. And so Medicaid will pay for nurse midwives. And so I want to make sure that my level of care is, you know, something that price is not going to be a barrier for them to receive that care. So that's, that's the real reason why I'm doing it that route instead of doing their apprenticeship and just going to school. So that way, um, people can, you know, pay for my care through insurance. That's a real big yeah. piece to me. So Yeah,
0: yeah. That's awesome.
1: And I um, actually um,
3: just applied for midwifery school as well. Yay. But yay. I'm, doing, I'm doing the CPM route because I don't want to go to nursing school.
1: <laughs> where, where are you going? Who did you
3: apply to? Uh, the National College of Midwifery. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. wow.
1: Ooh, oh, I'm excited. So, congratulations! Yeah, yeah.
0: No yeah. one really knows that either. Like it's only a <laughs> uh, exclusive announcement on the cannabis closet right now. We just. Well, where exclusive. are you? Where are you
1: practicing in? I, I live in Virginia. Okay. Okay. So yeah, oh I'll make gosh. sure you guys.
0: Well, I connected. We have a, a little chat on on uh, Facebook yes. Messenger. So definitely, I, I've been wanting to connect both of you um, for a long time. Actually, since I first met Keisha, I was like, I definitely need to get Chan in on this conversation (laughs) because I knew that like, you know, and then after the first show, actually, I was like, damn, I should have called Chan to come on this show too. We were Mm -hmm. talking about, um, we were talking about using cannabis um, during, during uh, the, during the birth and during pregnancy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what we were talking about. And uh, what is that can i mute that person <laughs> um and uh sorry there was like a weird comment um but uh yeah i've been wanting to connect you guys for a long time i just thought this would really be interesting so i'm so happy to hear that you're doing that because i'm i'm and thanks for sharing it on our podcast but... right what i'm what?
3: excited i'm very excited who's the favorite
0: <laughs> friend who's the favorite friend right now it's me it's me make sure they watch so they know okay i'll let them know (laughs) i'm the favorite
1: friend
3: i'm excited though i'm excited to get started
1: do you have a perceptor yet
3: i do everything is lining up oh that is so
1: awesome i don't know what the hell a
0: perceptor is but that's the the midwife who's
3: gonna teach me everything i need to know
0: oh okay cool they have names see i'm learning i'm learning (laughs) some stuff yep i got it all lined up
1: so i'm pretty excited about everything Congratulations! That's so. Oh my god, that's so awesome. I'm happy for you. (laughs) Congrats! I just realized I was muted the whole
0: time. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she's like congratulating you, and she's like, it's not even. It's it's that beach life. It's that beach life.
2: Yeah, she's. I can't see either. I can't see like the microphone and whether it's on or off, and I keep forgetting whether I hit it or not. She's got that
0: sun glare. Oh, we we feel so bad for you. you. Oh, yeah, so yeah. No, bad. Rough, rough, you know, she, she sent me a text this morning. She was like, I hurt my toe and it kept me up all night. And I go, Yeah, in Hawaii. <laughs> like,
2: I am pretty sure I broke my toe. <laughs> oh
0: no. I'm
2: sorry. I don't I don't want you to have or a broken toe. Or dislocated it. It's like it's not it's not like um all crooked or anything, but I definitely fucked that up.
0: My, my toes. <laughs> like uh, if, just to go back to a previous conversation, my toes are off limits.
2: Oh yeah, don't touch my feet. I'll kick you
0: in your face. I'll oh, kick gosh. you straight in your throat.
1: No, no toes. No, to- I have oh, ugly God. feet though.
0: I'm not comfortable with my feet. Oh. I pay I lots. I'm very particular My feet prime. I'm yeah, no, ticklish. no, I mean, but I can't so help I'm the like, shape of my I'm foot. Naked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could, I could, I could manicure it and pedicure it or pedicure it. It's a pedicure. I could pedicure it all day. They look better. I put tattoos on them so that I could be like, you know, decorated. But are like, you Desolated. know,
1: <laughs> just a no, thing. I feel you. I Wait, feel you. If, okay. if I had
0: perfect feet, <laughs> do you know how many bitches would have zero chance at all in life? Like, you also i think that our scars and our deformation if you will of part you know whatever are things that make us unique are potentially uh injuries from a past life that followed us
1: here Uh -uh. maybe to humble us
0: yeah no i was definitely an asshole in my past life which is why i'm struggling to be rich again I have to do the struggle so that I'm not an asshole. Yeah, forgive yourself. I also have to forgive myself. I was also a man in my past life. I'm I'm almost positive. That's interesting. Got to tell your past like uh, being the Yeah, you know. Just can I just take the lessons and can we move the fuck on? Uh, (laughs) And make me rich, uh, (laughs) right? And yeah, like make me rich in the process. Absolutely. So, um. Chan, you went to a museum in D.C. and in the very back of the fucking museum. Yeah, the African American
3: History Museum. And first of all, it's huge. It's a lot of information. But I think you should start with birth. I I was expecting it to come a whole lot sooner than what it did. (laughs) Honestly. And then as we're like, we had been there for like four hours. Oh my god. There has to be it has to be here somewhere. Like yes. Black midwives it, it has to be here. So the last area that we went into before we're like all right, we're done. We're walking around and I was like, "Oh my god.
2: there it is. You no know, it had to be here somewhere
3: because you know, black midwives
0: are a big part of African American history. Um mm-hmm. they're a big part of all history. <laughs> yes. Are you fucking me? Black midwives have been delivering babies for white people forever. Forever, forever. So I was well really before
3: hospitals.
1: Well before hospitals. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Well before.
0: And think hospitals about this. And think about this. You steal a bunch of people, right? Mm-hmm. Who who live in a culture that have perfected cesarean sections. Mm-hmm. We just learned. That they have perfected cesarean sections. All I I, I would I, I, like if we really looked at history and really I, I wish we could go back and just see. I feel like a lot of our medical advancement is because of black men and women.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: If we weren't even washing our fucking hands.
1: Hello, and you Here know you. and you know who taught you guys that? The Moors who were black people. <laughs> oh yeah. So, you, you know, it's the like, history. yes. you know, you.
2: Okay, and we yeah. still didn't
0: listen. So in the back of the museum, was it a big room? Was it a, was it a, like a fair, uh, a, a fair sharing of? Oh yeah. It was a
3: nice, it was a nice display. It was a nice um, area. And I, you know, I took, I took the pictures and posted the pictures and everything, but um, I was just really excited when I finally, when i finally found it because it's important and i knew it had to be in the museum somewhere
0: yeah you know? i mean i feel like it's the most important we wouldn't even be here without it like but if you we, have not been to the african american museum go to the african american museum. it is awesome i have if not been that information it's a lot of stuff but it is awesome I have information that I'm not sharing exclusively on the Canvas closet podcast, but there is a good chance that, uh, that, you know, I, I could be visiting that area uh, for reasons that are undisclosed at this moment. Okay. So, you know, when I do, I'll have to go over there because I have I never have, I never have. So.
3: But you have Trump. to get tickets and the thing with the tickets. You got to get them out Yeah, day. get the tickets in advance. In advance. That's what I got, That's what I what was able to get, I was able to get mine the day of. Like, we was driving up there, and the ticket opened at, like, 9 o'clock. So I got on the website, reserved two spots, and
0: then bam, bam, boom, we got it in there. So it's not that bad. Get, so um, I want to say that the story about cesarean section that I shared came from your page. Why I was, you I was wondering if you got it from me because <laughs> I, I just posted it. I did. I did get it from you. Okay. So this is also from your page. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is uh, <clears throat> some of the pictures that you took. Uh, Maud Collin, uh, a nurse midwife, a registered nurse and midwife Maud Collin, 1898 to 1990. Served the rural community of Pineville, South Carolina. Uh, my family uh, hails from the, those areas. Really? So, yeah, my family's from those areas uh, for over four decades. Uh, a graduate of Florida A and M College for Negroes, now Florida A and M University. Remember, they used to separate all of us. We weren't allowed to go to the same schools. You know why? I think it is too. I don't think. I think that that whole narrative was created because because white people feel inferior and like and like when you have people standing next to you that you feel inferior to or like less smart than then you got to send them elsewhere to get their learning done uh um callan studied uh nursing at homer g phillips hospital in st louis and look at us all coming together in this story right here. And, and uh, midwi- midwifery, midwifery, I- am I- midwifery, okay. Uh, at Tuskegee Institute, uh, again, if you don't know about the Tuskegee experiment, just a side note, go look that up and read it. It's atrocious and it's part of our history that you should know about. Um, <clears throat> uh, la, la, la. In uh, Pineville, she established medical clinics and trained uh, lay midwives in modern techniques. In December of 1951, Life Magazine uh, did a feature on her in a photo essay by Eugene Smith. In 1951, she purchased Maud Collin Walking Through Mud, 1951, purchased with funds provided by Philip and Edith Leonian Foundation, Uh, So they have these like little picture things here. Um, That's what that was just describing that, I guess. And then there's a reproduction of the original print uh, at the museum as well. You guys should definitely go visit it if you're out by D.C. If you're nearby D.C. I know some of y'all live on the East Coast, like in Philly and places like that. Go down to D.C. and check this out. Um, American uh, African-American midwives uh, transition tradition and transition midwives traditionally occupied a prominent position in african-american communities serving as healers and spiritual leaders and maintaining extensive social networks even after modern medicine moved childbirth from the home to the hospital women in southern rural, rural communities continued to rely on midwives into the mid 1900s meanwhile midwives faced increasing restrictions on how they could practice their profession. And by the 1970s, most states required them to be certified or partnered with a licensed physician. Um, and then let me pull this one up. I I just love these little, um, facts here and you can see all the pictures and stuff. If you actually go to the museum, go do that. And go do the, be prepared to spend a day, bring a snack. Oh, she said oh, yeah. it was like four hours. She said before she even found this like dedication to the museum and taking time in the spaces and learning like the history or reading about the history. Um, for me, I would be learning because, um, and for a majority of us, I feel like we would be learning because oh, a lot so of this much. stuff is just, is just not in, is not taught in schools. And it's because why, because your grandparents don't want to see their pictures in the damn history book throwing rocks at children. That's why. That's why. Um, Traditionally, midwifery was a profession handed down in families. So a mother would pass down these skills to their daughters. Uh, And uh, Amanda Carey Carter who delivered babies in rural Piedmont region of Virginia from the 1950s to the 1980s uh, was the fourth generation midwife in her family. Her mother, Susie Carey began her career in the 1920s uh, during the era of midwifery for during an era when midwifery first became subject to state health regulations. And together the two women delivered hundreds of babies, black and white over the course of eight decades, eight decades. That's crazy. I want to say um, I've seen some posts Chan that you've been posting uh, here and there that your daughter is very interested in what you're doing. Is <laughs> is this something, do you think that she might like get in as she gets older, get into no. I mean, she's, um, she's very curious and I'm yeah. very open yes.
3: and honest. So she knows what I do. She knows where babies
0: come from and all right. that good stuff. So I don't know. I mean, Will she's she, young too. I'm just saying, but like, is. I noticed that, that sometimes she's very interested in you. And I love that you're just like, this is an education. This is a moment where I can teach her about, being a woman yes. about her body about where she came from or where we all come from. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's really amazing. Yeah. So it would be, I I, I can't wait. I, I, first of all, I love watching y'all's kids grow up. I don't have any. And so I don't have to deal with the bullshit, but then I get to watch them be pretty and cute and funny and all that shit. I really love that. So thank you for having, for having babies. Thanks. Appreciate you. I'm like, man, they're so cute. Yeah. I mean, your son has grown up to be such a handsome man, oh, and man, he's I mean, beautiful. and he's so kind, and he's like talented, and and you know, I've watched him grow up over the years. Yeah. I just like watched him just go from like a little dude to like I'm gonna cry. Stop it. Definitely okay. Honest. Yeah. He's awesome. Um. And I love. And I and I, I just I love watching all y'all's kids grow up. I mean, I I watched I watched uh, Mina grow up too, and I look. I mean, she's fucking gorgeous. She's an amazing young woman.
1: gorgeous.
0: Brilliant, um, beautiful. Like I just I love it so much. So, yeah. I can't wait to see what they become. Um, and then Mary Frances Hill uh Coley, a midwife in Albany, Georgia, who delivered over 3,000 babies narrated and starred in the 1952 documentary All My Babies produced as a training tool by the Georgia Department of Health. The film demonstrated how a well-trained lay midwife could deliver a healthy baby, even in the poorest conditions. Um, the filmmaker, George C. Stoney depicted Coley interacting with actual patients as well as nurses, physicians, and members of the local community. And so that's just a little bit of history uh, about uh, mid- midwifery. And, um, and she
1: never lost a mother. And all oh, of her that years of practice, she and she never lost them. Thank you. You were talking, she was the one, yeah. I talked about it the other day. Her, yes.
0: yes. Um, that's Which is amazing a feat,
1: to say the least. That's an amazing, feat. well, black she washed her hands. health care right now, absolutely. Yeah, she washed her <laughs> <hands>. <laughs> that's a good place to start. <laughs> that was great. Yep, she washed her hands, <laughs>
0: you know she followed she probably followed the instructions she didn't take shortcuts she didn't treat yeah. her patient as if she wasn't a human being so she listened yeah. she listens to her patients or she listened to her patients as they went through this uh the childbirth is traumatic y'all it changes a woman's body uh and yeah. and a lot of women are like don't recover from from the changes that happen to their body it's very very traumatic and to have somebody that is there for you and that is making sure that everything is done properly and washes their hands is very important i mean it's just like right fucking it's not rocket science but if it was you should still wash your fucking hands absolutely right
1: and really even the post in the postpartum period too like a lot of people you know really they put a, a large focal point on birth but it's like that postpartum period is really It's a really important factor too because now you're going through all the mental withdrawals of not being pregnant. And so it like it's like you gotta deal with all of those mental pieces and then like deprivation of sleep, deprivation of nutrients, and then deprivation of
2: spouse. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
0: what yeah? Did I say that? Yeah, I
2: did.
3: And (laughs)
0: breastfeeding, and breastfeeding can be complicated. It is, and yeah, it's like we're taught, like, if we don't have children successfully, if we don't breastfeed successfully, that there's something wrong with us as, like, people and mothers. Right? And
1: I and I would even say to that point, like, when, once you do have children, your children's just overall life is a depiction of your, your failure or your success as a parent. So if you're, you know, a new parent and you're constantly assessing – Oh, my baby doesn't sleep through the night. I'm a terrible parent. Oh, my baby isn't latching on right. Oh, I'm a terrible parent. Oh, my baby didn't have any poopy diapers today. And I don't know what's going on. I must be a terrible parent. I've right, got to right. be doing something wrong. So, you know, there's also that piece, too, that a lot of people, again, just don't take don't take into consideration. Mm-hmm. And when you're not mentally prepared or aware that those things, you know, can be, you know, just right around the corner if you're not, you know, uh, proactive. And even if you are proactive, it still happens, you know, then then it can be even more difficult if you don't know to prepare yourself for something like that. Yeah. Right. I was just reading.
0: Uh, is it Regina King that posts about this? She's been very open. Uh, maybe I'm might be think, I can see her face and her name is she's married to an MBA and she has a, a child that has transitioned to um, Gabrielle, Union. Gabrielle Union. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. I was like, why it's not, I knew, I knew it wasn't Regina King. I knew, I knew that. So I, when I said it, I was like, no, it's not her. Um, but she's been very open about the, the mental health part of not being good enough as a woman, I couldn't carry a child in my womb. I couldn't breastfeed. I, you know, like these things are a depiction of me as a woman. They're not, that is human life. Like there are some women that can't breastfeed. There are some women who cannot have children. There are some, it just, you know, I'm adopted. So does that
2: mean my mom's not, uh, you know, real? Yeah. like, Like that
0: because she could have this thing in our minds. You... No. I, 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 I decided a long time ago that I was not a, a parent of a human. <laughs> like I, I was not that. And, um, I had a, I had a discussion with my husband about it. We discussed it on many occasions and, um, and we made a decision together, um, about, whether or not to have children. And so we are, we are child free by choice. And um, we always said that if we ever did have children, we would just adopt that. We weren't going to like naturally bring a child into the world. There are a lot of children that need families and need homes. And if we ever had space for a child and time for a child and the money to care for another human being, that is not us. um, We, you know, If we have, if all those things lined, we would adopt, we would, that's the way we would do it. I mean, we adopt our fucking dogs. Why wouldn't we also, extend? you know what I'm I'm saying? Like, I'm not comparing children to dogs, but I'm saying that aren't human beings important enough to have a family. Right. Right. And so, and so when we talked about it, but then I had a, a, a close family member, like, really, you should have one of your own first. Like, what is difference is it going to make? if I have one of my own first or if I adopt first or if I never have one of my own and only adopt, or if I never have, like, what difference does it make um, as far as having children for you? Like, cause in my life I'm, I'm okay with not like, my bloodline does not need to pass on. I am not right up here. We don't need to put that in somebody else. We're good on that. You know, Um, I don't need that. I don't need that legacy. Right, and so if I don't need that, and a child needs a home, and I have a place for a child in my life, that's the way I would do it, you know. And so we had that whole discussion, but I think that women um, are often just like, "What do you mean you don't have? Oh, you're going to regret that you didn't have children, or or you should have your own children first before giving of yourself to another life that you could love equally as much." Like, I know there's a connection in birth, but some people don't, don't get that connection for various reasons. And they're still very connected to their children. Right. Exactly. Yes. And have very great relationships. And I don't think, I think that, um, I, there are people in my life that I love with my whole heart and soul and I can't imagine loving anything more. Right. And people say that about having their children and I Mm -hmm. get that just because I don't have children doesn't mean that I don't know what love is on that level. Right. There you go. So, yep. and just, and just because I choose not to have my own children. So j- maybe I would choose adoption then, or, or like a Gabrielle union chose uh, surrogacy and, you know, there's different methods. So, so, you know, but she did talk about that mental block where she just didn't feel like she was, able to connect with her child because she didn't birth her child. And I think that part of that is societal.
1: Oh yeah. right,
0: absolutely. And there,
1: and there, and there are women who birth their children and still, and don't, still don't feel do a bond. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did uh, any of y'all watch C-section yeah. births? Like, yeah. 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 C-section births, like people really like struggle to people bond struggle. with their babies mm-hmm. because they y'all... don't have that hormonal release. And so, you know, it. it it does. Wait, talk longer. about that.
0: Talk about that. Wait, talk about that. So there's so, a difference when you have a cesarean section as opposed to having natural birth. Yeah.
1: So, you know, did you when... just see me
0: just do hand gestures for
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> we did. We, it was a whole thing. It was a whole I, thing. I like could like not. We Will you please some, like, explain what do you did? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll show you later.
1: But, but yeah, pretty much. So as you know, the baby is progressing through the birth canal and you know, they, you know, your cervix is thinning and it's dilating and it's opening up and, you know, baby is moving and coming down and engaging um, and, you know, going through that whole birthing process, your hormone levels are constantly like changing and flowing to adapt to all of those, uh, transitions in your body. And so when that C-section happens and there's really just that like low transverse cut, um, you know, and the, the, the baby is delivered and the uterus is, you know, taken out, sewn up and put back in, there is that they lag. Put it back in. <laughs> uh, well, it's got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it can go in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Um but there there is that lag and so that's why like historically when you we were talking about the the you know when C sections were done successfully and by done done by African communities where they were talking about you know breast milk would take longer to come in that's because of that hormone release uh, that says okay baby's no longer inside of us where did oh, baby go baby right. had to go somewhere okay well if baby had to go somewhere maybe we need to go ahead and start making milk just in case baby came out and baby's alive.
0: Right. But it takes a couple of days because you didn't get that release. It could take
1: weeks sometimes oh, in some situations. You. And so that's, that's so why, you know, that's why like body. lactation consultants are an important resource to have because, yes, are. you know, there's so many different diverse ways to go into this parenthood journey if you're adopting and you adopt a baby and you know maybe that infant is brand new like newborn and you know as a parent you know that you know what works best for your family is maybe to have breast milk but you're not lactating okay how do you get the resources to get to you know a a milk bank um you know so that way your baby can have this is uh, breast milk this is the like, new
0: uh, community child rearing, right? Because in in yeah. in uh, in tribal communities and communities before, like we were like living on our own, the yeah. whole community would raise the babies. Yeah, but, we'll like baby. I'll breastfeed your yep. child. I have milk coming in because yeah. I have a child. I'm still breastfeeding. Like whatever. Yeah. Um. And women lactated for longer, I think, I feel yeah. like in those communities too, because they were servicing the all of the children. Yeah. yeah.
1: The demand, the normalcy, the way the society was based up to really, you know, like support that nowadays, yeah. well, you know, now we're kind of moving away from breastfeeding, being as stigmatized. But whatever re- it's the eighties the eighties was selling it formula. Still is. Great r- girl, the not, the fifties. The yeah, had mm-hmm. had full-on marketing schemes that we're talking that's about. That's true. You know,
0: it did start in the 50s. I feel yes. like uh, like it really took hold. Like It was like 30 years later, and it was just like the norm. You just
1: mm-hmm. gave That's you, just what it was. Right. So, you know, that's why, again, like, you know, depending on how, you know, a baby is born, that dictates, you know, hormone levels, when breast milk comes in, all of those mm-hmm. things.
0: Yeah. Um, And we fully support here on the canvas closet. You whipping a tit out in public. I'm just going to let you know that right now. You do what you do. We eat in public. All the time. All All the time. You are not responsible for anybody else's emotional response to your, what's going on in your private life. They, what, why, why would anybody interject on that? You're gross. Get away from, get away from her. And also, I don't think you need to be breastfeeding to whip a tit out in public. I'm just yeah. saying, for the record, I support it at I all times. I support it at all times, and I I support it on men, women, <laughs> and otherwise non-binary uh, people <laughs> transitioning. Anybody. I support whipping your tit out. Is my yeah. as a matter of fact, for my birthday, I'm going to give everybody my cash app, and I'm also going to request pictures of tits men and women. I like man boobs. I think, why not? <laughs> but I also feel like it's not fair that they get to show their tits and I don't get to show mine. Me Any, too. I, don't, I feel the I, same way. And I get home. Why is my nipple offensive? Why is why? my nipple offensive when yours is hairy? I don't get, I don't get right? none of that. Mine's it, prettier it, than it yours. Is that, is that <laughs> why it's offensive? Yeah. Same
3: way. I literally feel the same way.
0: So, uh, anything we want to talk about to kind of wrap up? We're right at the two-hour mark here. Wow, that went by quick. <laughs> went by it went by so fast. We had so much to say. I want to bring you both back for a future show. Let's plan
1: something uh, in the in Chan. The how are you? How are you paying for midwifery school? Are you doing like any crowdfunding or anything like that? No, just I just save some money.
3: I'm okay. not. I don't really like
0: asking people for money. I don't either, girl. That's why. Look, that is, I feel like that is why I did not marry Rich. I (laughs) cannot. I mean, and that's just me. People
3: do it all the time. You know, they put up their book on me or whatever. And I'm like, gosh,
0: that's a really good idea, but I just, I'm not I, knowing I feel know. like awkward about it, right? I do. We I talked I about like, doing it for the like, show, and it's,
1: it's awkward. Like, yeah. I'm like asking for money, but my program is forty thousand dollars in Woo! twelve months. Oh, so awesome. I'm really like reconsidering it. Like, mm, hmm. I'll well, ask. Here's what How needs much to happen. Do I
0: really need this money. <laughs> here's what needs to happen. There needs to be a uh, <laughs> a uh, a cannabis a cannabis friendly. Uh, cannabis friendly funded, oh. uh, cannabis funded uh, fund that only black people can use. And you could apply for it, but cannabis should pay for that. Why should cannabis pay for that? Does anybody know the answer to that question? Because. The war on drug destroyed families. Oh, love it. That That's what I love that In black saying. communities. I love it. And when we have black and brown men and women doing things to serve their community, the least we could fucking do is pay for it. Mm. The least we could do. We need an OnlyFans smoking weed and showing tits. I mean, let's do it. Let's do a, let's do a, let's do a, I guess, I guess uh, we we are in the process of making a payment in the, in the process. Oh, if you're listening right now, try again to make that payment. We are in the process of making a payment. So I'm going to make a little tiny announcement to everybody and let you know that we are soon going to have a product release under the company name Queen Kitty. Queen Kitty is going to be releasing a CBD seltzer water. And, uh, it will be coming in the next couple months. We are in the process of paying for it. Now we're just having an issue with our Venmo because Venmo's lame, but we will have that, um, on the market. And, and I bring that up because, uh, because Cliffany says that we need an OnlyFans smoking weed and showing tits, and I'm bringing that up because we're uh, part of part of our little logo, I guess, or our little mantra is uh, going to be. <laughs> should I share it? Can I share it? Yeah, hashtag it up, baby! Hashtag it up. Okay, so our our little hashtag slash mantra is going to be uh, pop this kitty. Let the queen quench your thirst. Yes, I love it. <laughs> and if you know any segs workers out there who are on social media, tell them to hit me up because we would entertain, uh, you know, sending them maybe a little product to do a quick little sexy ad oh, spot wow. for us. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah yeah
2: yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I kind of let it slip a little without all those details uh, on Monday. I'm like, ah!
0: yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We're ready. We're ready. We're we're in we're in production process right now. Our labels are um, coming off of the artists uh play where we have the artist. Uh I don't know what to say about that. And uh and so we're gonna be sending that to the label maker. It takes a couple weeks to make the labels and then um slap them on the cans. And uh then I'll be making my way um to the Midwest for a uh, a distribution pickup. Okay, so we'll figure that out and um we'll maybe I don't know we'll figure we'll talk about it uh off off air. But Venmo's being a bitch right now, but we are gonna get those funds over there. Cause we got them sitting right there. So, um, yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, sex sells everybody. Yes, it does. And this will be the best pussy drink you ever put in your mouth. I yeah. promise you that. <laughs> I'm just and it's got CBD oh. in it. So if you guys didn't know about CBD, large amounts are going to make you a little relaxed and tired and drowsy, but smaller amounts kind of give you a more energetic feel. And so can kind of get you through your day. So kind of keep that in mind when you're dosing to your CBD and CBD can also help with social anxiety, anxiety in general, it can help loosen you up. It could be a very useful, um, cannabinoid in the bedroom even. So it's just, it's not all about THC. It's, it's about like a little bit of everything. You know, and and Marnay was on here talking about terpenes on yeah. Monday.
1: Yes. she sure was.
0: That's where it's at, man. Listen, the, the li, this is why I don't like sativa and indica, uh, is because that's not accurate. But what what really creates that that feeling of energy is how the terpenes and the cannabinoids react together uh, within the plant material and that and then how and how they attach to uh, your uh, to your receptors in your body. So your body chemistry matters. uh, What's going on in the plant matters. But all of those things matter. So you get the right terpenes in there. You're going to have a nice nice uh energetic night or a nice relaxing night it just depends on what you're doing or both start start or both start high and go low (laughs) that's where i'm at in life actually i start high and then if you continue to go low i'm gonna meet you down there i'm gonna beat your ass (laughs) um i got no problem doing that (laughs) i just got violent for no reason (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll tell you off i'll tell you off air what the reason is um, so, anyways, um it has been lovely having all of you here today. Um, MJ, <sighs> fuck all the way off with the beach. Uh, I love you, though. <laughs> it's Ooh, so fucking gorgeous. gorgeous. Oh, it's man. snowing. Half um, time, half time. Half time, we We're going to go live on half-time. the island half time. <laughs> I love it.
2: Well, you know, there's planes and stuff we can work. Yeah, we can, we can work from the island and fly to the mainland when we got to work. And, then you know,
0: <laughs> I mean, there's I possibilities. Um, Chan, where can we find you? Um, is, is there a place where we can find you and get more information from you if somebody's looking for your services? Uh,
3: yes, I have a Facebook business page. It is called Mindful Journey Dual Services. Or you can email me at chan.durton at gmail.com.
0: Hold on. Let me, let me write this down. Mindful. Say it again.
3: Mindful journey. Journey. Doula services.
0: Doula services. I'm putting this in the, in the messages so that you guys can, can uh, look that up. That's on the Facebook machine there. Yes. And, um, and then Keisha, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, so you guys can find me on Facebook at Sacred Borders Birth Company. Sacred Uh, Borders
0: Birth Company. I'm going to write that down, too.
1: Um, And then you can also find us online at Sacred Borders Birth Company, LLC.com. I'll follow you now. (laughs) Likewise, I will return the favor because I am so excited. I'm so oh excited goodness. to
0: connect both of you. Um yeah. to remind everybody, I was talking about this on the on TikTok earlier and I don't know if we have any new uh viewers from that live stream. I do go live on TikTok right before the show to try to like entice some new viewers to come on in. Uh but if you're new here and you're not a part of our Discord, join us. Here is our Discord link. Boom boom and boom. It's on all three uh channels that we're running live on right now. If you're watching us, you know, or listening to us after the fact, and you don't have the capability to look in the comments, you can feel free to send us an email and ask for that link. We'll be happy to send it to you. Uh, Cannabis at 420 at gmail.com. You can find us, most of our platforms, solo.to slash Cannabis Closet 420. I'm going to update that as soon as possible and make sure all of our platforms are available on there. Uh, We've just been really busy uh, working on this uh, drink project. Uh, But definitely come hang out with us in Discord. And if you didn't catch us live or if you think a friend of yours should be listening, uh, definitely uh, have them hit up Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. We're on all three of those. And uh, we'll be posting this episode this week, so probably tomorrow, most likely, is going to post this episode and Monday's episode. Um, Yeah, come hang out with us. The only rule in Discord is you got to be nice, because we're all humans going through it. So if you can't be nice to other humans going through it, you can't be hanging out with us. You got to sit at another table.
1: I heard that. (sighs) That's
0: just what it is, man. Got to make those rules, set those boundaries.
1: Hey, Borders is spelled without an A. Oh, sorry.
0: I just spelled that wrong. I I just just wanted to make
1: sure everybody was able to find me that was looking for me. It's Borders without an A, but everything else is perfect.
0: Sacred. Let me spell it the right way because that was my mistake.
1: It's all good. It's all good. Like you said, we're all humans. We're all humans.
0: E <laughs> are his, yeah i We're just spell that in the wrong way like board like boarding up something like you're boarding up you, you board up the vagina after the baby is born <laughs> no more babies coming out of this vagina okay <laughs> i think i i think i spelled it right this time I was like you're in that're yes, right? piece a just of that. coral that looks like a peen it's oh
2: a peen. yay oh, wow. penis rock bring that home
0: Bring that home. Hey, listen, you're not you're supposed to you're supposed to take a picture and leave it. But there's probably more penis rocks out there. And if there's not, that one found you.
1: Right.
0: Hey, maybe that means <laughs> never mind. No, i <laughs> I mean, if the rock bet, walked yeah. into your life, maybe. Did I
2: tell you though that I? That's what I said. I said, okay. Yeah, a couple of people have asked me, like, you gonna move here? You move in here? Like they welcomed me home when I walked off the plane. Um. And I was like, listen, universe, if I'm supposed to live on an island because I'm a mountain girl, then I am supposed to meet the love of my life here and Mm -hmm. we will be able to travel back and forth between the mainland and, and the island.
0: And he better dick you down. Right. The love of your life does not come with whack penis. I'm telling you now, No whack any, like
1: he comes correct
0: or she comes correct. If in your case, he, but I'm telling you the love of your life (laughs) comes correct. I know. Exactly, what's most important exactly. to you um, you know where to find us solo.to slash cannabis closet 420 is where you can find us um, all the time and uh, this has been a fantastic show I'm so happy it ran over I knew it was going to I was like I was prepared uh, but I was so excited for this show I'm glad we did the recap you guys are both invited back on our future shows so let's set something up maybe we'll do like a recap in the summer or something like that talk Sounds about good. some stuff um hang out for uh after the show we'll chit chat for a second and for everybody else uh you know be nice to yourself and make sure you put your mask on before assisting others it's important yes,
2: ma'am. Yes,
0: ma'am. cultivate love you deserve it oh yeah as always then- stay lifted everybody oh. Get your smoke on. Oh, best show yet. What? Put that in the reviews. Tell your friends. Share, 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 like. And when you comment and like and share, it helps boost our algorithms so more people get to see us. Yay. Happy Black another History su- Month. Another yes. successful show. Happy Black History Month. Uh, black History Month is every month. Black history is American history and world history. Don't forget, without Black and Brown individuals on this planet, we wouldn't have half the shit we have like literally that um and we wouldn't have been able to steal half the shit we stole amen Um, (laughs) we love y'all come back and see us on monday oh we have a who do we have oh i don't have a calendar we have a guest on monday also so i'll announce that who is our guest on monday I don't have my calendar. I don't have my calendar. Oh, we'll announce it soon. We'll have a flyer out and everything. So look for it. We love you guys. We'll see you guys on Monday. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Chan. Thanks for joining us, Keisha. Um, Hang out for uh, just a few seconds and we'll, we'll chit chat after the show. Yay.